Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Hey everybody, it is Repco Supercars Weekly. Aaron Noonan with you at the end of a week. Normally we do these episodes on a Thursday, but because it was such a big event at the Repco Bathurst 1000, we just needed some extra time. Some extra time to breathe, some extra time to recover, and some extra time for some news to land, as it did yesterday afternoon. Let's get Straight into it, we'll wrap up the Repco Bathurst 1000 in just a moment, but the news in late yesterday afternoon that Sean Seymour, the CEO of Supercars, has confirmed that he will be finishing up next year. This is the last full year for him. Uh, He took on the role, remember, in uh, four years ago, so 2018. He has announced that he will be departing. He's going to stay on into next year. He will remain on the board through to the end of next year as well. However, he's going to head to the United States. His family has already relocated there uh, during the, the the course of the pandemic, so uh, Sean Seymour resigning as the CEO of Supercars, he's going to take up a new role in the US, which his statement yesterday says the details will uh, the details of which will be announced early in the new year. He's going to remain as a board member, as I say, and as the CEO while this whole transition period occurs with race. Now, of course, involved uh, with running the Supercars Championship, and of course, Barclay Netterfold, who was at Bathurst. Uh, the chairman now of Supercars in Control. So there's some news. Sean Seymour will be moving on partway through next year. Let's talk about the good stuff. On the racetrack, Chaz Mostert, Lee Holdsworth. I think they're still drinking beers from last I've heard. The boys have celebrated really long and hard. I think Chaz has been in Kingscliff trying to get back and waiting for the uh, the calendar to tick over so he can get back into Queensland. Lee Holdsworth's been back in Melbourne with the family. Probably sneaking in a few more beers, I reckon. I tell you what, when you've won Bathurst, you can do what you like. They won in dominant style. The 35th win for Holden in the great race at Bathurst. Walkinshaw and Andretti United back on top. Look, it wasn't a great race for a while, but it, it always becomes a great race because weird stuff happens. And the weird stuff was an echidna. I was transfixed by this race, though. I didn't find it boring at any stage, which some people might um, might have felt. But the reality was it's really rare that you see a car with so much extra pace. And the thing that always is in your mind is, well, it's one thing to be fast, but Bathurst always tends to slap you just when you're going really well. It didn't happen in the end to stop them. It happened when they had that tyre problem. But Mostert and Holdsworth taking Walkinshaw and Jetty United's first Bathurst win as that entity. But it's the eighth win for the entity formerly known as the Holden Racing Team. And it ends a 10-year drought for them winning Bathurst. And the bit that was completely overlooked out of all this, for obvious reasons, because Bathurst is the big part of uh, everything in terms of the result on the day and what it all means. But in the championship, Chaz Mostert finished third. The points, the full 300 for the race win, moving to third. It's his best championship finish, and it helped Walkinshaw and Jetty United finish fourth in the team's championship. So to recap... Where they finished, who was where, Mostert and Holdsworth the winners from Cam Waters and James Moffat. So Cam the runner-up for the second straight year. Moffat looked crestfallen, didn't he, in that press conference. He gave everything he did. Another beautiful job for Tickford. 
the race that his dad won four times. He desperately wanted to win it. The numbers were looking okay because the last time car 25 started from pole was 1977. We all know what happened that year. It was a win for Moffat. Not quite this year at Bathurst, but not far away. Brody Kostecki, with the most amazing passing move on Cam Waters, crossed the top of the mountain. That was insane. He and David Russell came home for a podium for Erebus in third. Winkup and Lowndes were fourth. Bryce Fullwood and Warren Luff, super job from those guys in fifth. Uh, the new driver of that car for next year, Nick Perkat, along with Dale Wood, they came home sixth. And it's been revealed that Dale Wood actually did that uh, with a lot of difficulty. He's had surgery post-Bathurst this week on his leg, uh, on his knee, I should say. He had a shattered meniscus, a fractured tibia, and a cyst all in his left leg. That was a gritty effort. He was hobbling around all weekend. He is a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, Dale Wood, but I reckon he would have had to grit through the pain to make it through a 1,000 Ks and a week of racing at Bathurst, plus driving uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup car. James Courtney and Thomas Randall got back for seventh, thanks to the Lucky Dog wave rounds, which, by the way, I'm not a fan of. Don't like them, don't want them, get rid of them. I'm okay with removing lap cars that are multiple laps down from between the safety car and the leader, but giving people... It's like giving people five goals for a free kick in AFL. It was just way too much. I... I Keeping the stars in the game, I think I heard, was the the description. I vehemently disagree with it. If the stars or their co-drivers have made a mistake during the day on the biggest stage of the year, stiff. You've got to fight back. Some people have come back from a lap down and gone really well over the years, but I don't like the free kick. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, rounding out the 10, uh, Brad Jones Racing had Todd Hazelwood and Dean Fiore 8th. The Tims, Slade and Blanchard ninth, And the Davos, Will and Alex, the brothers, rounded out the top 10. 20 cars made it to the finish at the end. Although 21 were running, Andre Heimgartner's car, you might have seen it on the last lap there, It did a two, uh, its last lap was too slow because the car had come into the pits, crossed the control line, sat in the pit bay, and then took off and came around and crossed the line behind Chaz Mostert. So the last lap time that it did was too slow to be classified as one of the finishers of the race, which would have put them 19th in the order. So uh, that's exactly what happened to Jamie Winkup at Sydney Olympic Park back in 2010 in that crazy wet race where he crossed the line, but he wasn't classified as a finisher. Lots more to cut through. Bathurst wasn't just the fact it was big Bathurst. Six days, uh, nine categories, or ten categories if you count Super 2 and Super 3 together, uh, a calendar unveiling, a Gen 3 unveiling, Oh, no wonder we've had to have a bit of a lie down out of it all. If you haven't caught up with Gen 3, uh, have a look on our website. There's plenty of content about it, v8sleuth.com.au. Unveiled on uh, Friday morning, the new look Mustang and the Chevy Camaro, which I've got to say, I really liked them. I thought they really looked the part without crazy big wings on them. Um, they're not, they look tough without trying to have flared, massive, pumped up guards. And uh, I, I like them. I think they're going to be good for the sport. I think they were. A bit of a hit with the fans too. Um, by and large, there'll always be, always be someone who isn't in agreement. Uh, the calendar was unveiled. 13 rounds. It's, it's a draft calendar, we should point out at the moment, because, of course, there's always things that potentially may or may not change. Uh, well bold. Stefan Batholobaeus from V8 Sleuth, who was right onto the calendar story on Saturday afternoon at Bathurst. He is a sleuth of the paddock, Stefano, indeed. You can you can catch him, actually, alongside Andrew Van Leeuwen on the new Castrol Motorsport News podcast. The boys give an awesome rap of this year's great race. If you haven't heard it, 
have a listen. You can search for it on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else that you listen to your pods or listen to it through our website. Uh, next week will be its last episode of the year before it goes on holidays for Christmas and it comes back. Supercars calendar, we already knew Newcastle will start. Uh, there is a TBC. If you run through the calendar, it's Newcastle, Simmons Plains late March, Albert Park at the Grand Prix early April, Wanneroo, fingers crossed we can get back to the west and they let us in and out. That's the last weekend of April. Winton's late May, then Hidden Valley mid-June, Townsville early July, it's more traditional date. Last weekend of July is a TBC. Still some chat what fills that. Could it be Queensland Raceway? Could it be the Bend? Sandown will be a sprint in August, so no 500k. Grr, don't start me. Pukekohe will be the round before Bathurst. It's mid-September. Bathurst goes back to its regular date, so race day will be October 9 next year. Gold Coast last weekend of October, Sydney Motorsport Park for the Sydney Super 600 late in November. And there's still some chat. If Labor gets up for the election in March in South Australia next year, the Adelaide 500 might just work its way back onto the calendar as the final round of the championship. We will see uh, how that all unfolds in the lead-up. But no 500k. Oh, Super 2. Should tell you that too. Uh, Six rounds for them next year. They will race with um, the Repco Supercars Championship at Newcastle, Wanneroo, Townsville, Sandown, Bathurst and Sydney Motorsport Park. So there you go. There is the calendar for next year. Uh, One thing that's really overlooked in Bathurst because we got so wrapped up in Bathurst is who finished where in the championship? I had to stop and consider this when I sat down to do this episode. But to recap, Drivers' Championship, we know Van Gisbergen's the champ. Jamie Winkup ended up runner-up. And remember, because of that late tyre problem for for Shane, uh, he and Garth Tanner finished in 18th place at Bathurst. Jamie caught up quite a fair bit, so the final championship winning margin was 211 points when it was, I think that's the lowest it's been for many months. Uh, Chaz Mostert, as I said, jumped up over the top of Will Davison to get third. Davison fourth, 20 points in front of Cam Waters. Uh, Anton Di Pasquale finished sixth after a retiring from uh, Bathurst. Nick Perkett seventh, Will Brown eighth, Brody Kostecki ninth, Mark Winterbottom tenth, James Courtney jumped up to eleventh, Tim Slade twelfth, then Todd Hazelwood, Bryce Forward, and Scott Pye rounded out the top 15 in the championship. Teams championship uh, decided in favour of Red Bull Ampole. No problems there. Big margin back to Dick Johnson Racing. Tickford third. Walkinshaw and Dreddy United fourth from Erebus. Brad Jones Racing next from Team 18. Kelly Grove Racing, which next year becomes Grove Racing. Matt Stone Racing, the other Brad Jones Racing with the Macca Jones and Jack Smith cars. Then Team Sydney and, of course, Team Cool Drive being a single team, and Tickford's number five, Jack LeBrock car, being a single car team. So, of course, that determines the pit lane order for next year's Repco Supercars Championship. Plenty of awards given out too at Bathurst over the course. Of course, no gala dinner again this year because of um, all of the COVID elements, but a bunch of the awards were handed out at Bathurst, and they were included in the telecast, but if you didn't see them all, uh, let's run through some of the ones that you might not have seen. Jamie Winkup won the Barry Sheen medal. So first time he's won that, I think, since 2008 off the top of my head. Uh, the driver's driver, voted by the drivers for the drivers, was Shane Van Gisbergen. Uh, Anton De Pasquale, we already knew, was the Armour All Pole Position Award winner. Holden, champion manufacturer of the year. Well, General Motors, really, I guess you'd say, because they're still alive. Holden's not. Fans' choice, Shane Van Gisbergen as most popular driver. That's an interesting one, but well-deserved. He had a pretty super season. Best event. Darwin, the Merlin Darwin Triple Crown at Hidden Valley. 
The Mike Cable Young Gun Award and the Rookie of the Year Award in Super 2, both going to Matt McLean from Eggleston Motorsport. Of course, the Super 2 champ Brock Feeney also took the Pole Award in that series. Best presented team, the fans' choice. The fans have voted with their feet for Shell V Power Racing and Dick Johnson Racing. And the best volunteer group uh, was from Bathurst. Well, Bathursts, because, of course, we had the Repco Mount Panorama 500 at the start of the year and the Repco Bathurst 1000 to finish off the season as well. A big congrats, too, to Nash Morris, who picked up the win in the Super 3 Series, and to Michael Anderson, who won the Super 3 Cup uh, for the best, in essence, privateer runner who finished runner-up in that series as well. Another little bit of news confirmed, and this is not a shock, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen's going to stick with 97 next year, so the reigning champions number one will be absent again for 2022. Last time we saw it was 2018 with Jamie Winkup, of course. Scotty McLaughlin stuck with the 17, and Shane, albeit having a one-off at Bathurst with Triple Eight, he will run 97. I reckon Brock Feeney should run Triple Eight next year. I reckon that'd be a a great call. It's an important number for that team. 88's very wink up. Triple eight is triple eight. It's lounge for a long time, but I reckon the young kid is worthy of it. And he's been using it in Super 2 after all, so I think that'd make sense. Tell you what also makes sense. Get a copy of the new Bathurst winner's print from Peter Hughes. It'll be released in January. We're taking orders now. Jump on the website, bookshop.vhsleuth.com.au. It's a limited run. There's two prints, in fact. One that is the winner's print, of the, the winning car in a couple of different angles, and another that's the pole position record lap print, which is a front-on print. You can order both of those now. We'll put the link uh, in the show notes for you so you can get your way to that really, really quickly. Free stuff. I know you like free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. I love free stuff. Well, there's a competition that I need to tell you about too. You might have read about it on the website or heard about it over the weekend uh, at Bathurst, but Repco, our great mates at Repco, are providing you, the fans, with a chance to win a hot lap in the Gen 3 cars at Newcastle next year, and it'll be the first fan hot lap that's been had in the Mustang or the Camaro. I'm not sure you get to pick which one you go in, but either or, a ride's a ride, a freebie's a freebie. It's not just a price to go for a ride. All expenses paid trip to Newcastle for two, so take someone who you love and care about, uh, flights, accommodation, corporate hospitality, all included, and two hot laps in the Gen 3 cars as well. How do I do this, Aaron? Well, I'm happy to answer this for you. To go in the running, go to repco.com.au forward slash the garage and sign up to the garage and you go in the draw. It closes on Friday, February 4, 2022. So get in the draw and you could be hot lapping around Newcastle. I'll tell you what, the last time we had the Newcastle 500 round uh, in 2019, I went for a hot lap with Nick Perkett around there. Whoa, I nearly lost my lunch going up that hill after turn one. I've been in a lot of supercars over the years and been very, very lucky to do so at a bunch of different tracks. But that one blew my mind. It was unbelievable. There's rise and fall, street track, walls are so close. It's completely different. If you've been for a ride at a a regular racetrack like a Sandown or a Sydney Motorsport Park, oh, man, that's a whole other thing, whole other thing. It really takes your breath away. It was quite something else. Right, next Tuesday, final episode of the Castro Motorsport News podcast with Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartholomeus. They're going to deep dive Formula One, final round in Abu Dhabi this weekend. They'll bring you up to speed on a bunch of racing to round you out. It's the final show of the year. It's been a really well-received new podcast as we bring the Motorsport News brand back to Australian motorsport media. Tune in, subscribe, review. We'd love to hear from you so you don't miss anything 
insight and analysis from two of the best motorsport minds in the media in Australia. You will enjoy it. I just know you will. I'm not telling you to enjoy it. I just know you'll enjoy it. Now, another thing I need to tell you, to tell you about too. Wednesday, next week, the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. It's a very, 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 very special episode. It's 10 years to the day since we lost our great friend Jason Richards, and we're going to celebrate our great friend with some chats with some of those people who are really close to him over the journey. Brad Jones and John Bauer, his dad Dave, I'm going to chat to in New Zealand. I'm going to sit down too with his lovely wife Charlotte to talk. Well, we're going to celebrate JR rather than commiserate. We're going to talk fun. We're going to talk some about the great stories and uh, some of the things that make us all smile. So I hope you can enjoy it and join us for that one. That'll be next Wednesday, December 15, when we drop that podcast on the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. We'll do Repco Supercars Weekly again next week, although... We've finished supercars for the year, but there's always something to talk about, isn't there? So we'll be back with another episode next week. Wherever you listen to the pods, it's been great to have you along for the ride with us this year. We love to hear from you. Send through your emails. Keep subscribing. Keep reviewing. Keep doing all the things that you're not doing. We want you to do it and stay a part of what we're doing with the podcast. We're going to run right through Christmas with the V8 Sleuth podcast as well into the new year. We're going to put some chats in the bank. We're going to have some other episodes as well. We're going to do a Q&A before Christmas as well, so we'll get you to send your questions in too. It is going to be a big run through to finish off 2021 in style and get 2022 off and running as well. All right, that's it. We're done. Repco Supercars Weekly is in the bank. I'll chat to you again next week. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number 2, and oil, and find out.